Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientist with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week we're looking for something out of this world. Hello, I'm Jesus Zafra from Neja, Spain, and this is my question. Knowing the possibility of life somewhere in a star like our sun, do we have any possibility of communication with our nearest stars? What kind of device will be used? Thank you very much. Bye. How are we going to communicate with other species in our galaxy when there are such massive distances involved? Hi there, my name is Dr. Richard McMahon. I'm a reader in observational astronomy at the Institute of Astronomy at the University of Cambridge. Because light travels at a fixed speed, it takes a long time for a signal to reach us. The basic problem with communicating with aliens is that the nearest stars are three to 10 light years away. So if you said hello, it would take three years for that message to get to the alien star and three years to come back. The other problem, of course, is aliens will not necessarily have communication in the same kind as us. So what we would have to do is send signals that are numbers like two, four, six, eight. So that's the content of the communication. The second part is how do we communicate? So scientifically, I think there are two real approaches that are currently available to us on Earth. One is the standard technique, which is to use radio signals. And we listen with the biggest telescopes on the Earth. The Arecibo telescope, which is a 300-meter diameter, has been used. But radio astronomers are currently working on the design of a radio telescope, which will be um, 10 times larger. Those telescopes will be mainly used to listen for um, extraterrestrial life. An alternative approach is to use lasers. Lasers have the advantage that they're highly directional. And so you could point a high-powered laser at a specific star. One thing about technology is that we're in a period where technology is improving all the time. And if you want to communicate with aliens and you think it's going to take you many years to start this conversation, it is possibly better to wait maybe 10, 20, 30 years until our technology improves significantly. You can't send a text or an email to your local solar system just yet, but it looks like lasers and massive, massive telescopes might be the tools of communication for the future. That is, if there's anyone out there listening. For next week's question, you will need to listen to a famous Australian musical instrument. Hi, this is Nick Lacey from Margaret River, Western Australia. My question of the week is about the acoustics of the didgeridoo. Could you please explain the science behind the cubic capacity of the internal chamber of the didgeridoo in relation to its length? And after that, I'll be diving into this fishy question. Hi, my name is Will Jimenez, and I'm calling from San Diego, California in the U.S. My question is based on a previous question of the week where we found out that the concentration of dissolved salts in the ocean is constant. If so, do saltwater fish have a higher permeable skin versus freshwater fish as they don't have to worry about losing all their electrolytes due to osmosis? If this is the case, 
how do fish like salmon cope while being able to live parts of their life in both saltwater and freshwater? If you're a didgeridoo scientist or you know of an alternative way of adding extra salt to your fish and chips, then do tell us about it. Send an email to questionoftheweek at thenakedscientist.com or have a look at Question of the Week on our forum at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.